This week is a very special week. You know, yesterday when I was in prayer, I asked the Lord and I said, Lord, what is it that you want me to do for you in this week? And he said to me, I want you to tell people about me. And I said, yes, but what should I tell them, Lord? And he said, I want you to tell them that I am coming. And in that moment, it became so real to me. The first thing was his love. And the second thing was how much he wants us to prepare for him and to prepare for his coming. So I asked the Lord and I said, Lord, how do we prepare to meet you? How do we prepare for your coming? And he led me to a portion of scripture, which is our meditation scripture for this week. But before we get into that, you know what we do? We get straight into the intro first. Hey sister, welcome back to my podcast. I am so glad to have you joining me today. If you're new, welcome to the sisterhood. We are a community of women who love and honor God. We have meditation scriptures every Monday and Bible character study. So go ahead and follow this podcast. Remember to leave a good rating and share with your favorite girls so that we can influence more women with the word of God. So now, let us dive into today's episode. So, our meditation scripture for this week is John 15, verse 1 to 17. And it's a very popular portion of scripture. It's about the true vine. So I'm going to read um, the Amplified Version from verse 1 all the way to 17. And we're just going to discuss maybe the first um, five verses. So let's go ahead, open your Bibles. And by the way... Let me tell you something that I just recently started doing. These days, I walk around with my physical Bible. Even when I go to church, I don't just carry my tablet or my phone. I carry my physical Bible. I enjoy reading my physical Bible because it means so much to me. And I remember um, yesterday, after church, I went for a coffee i had a latte popcorn latte can you imagine that (laughs) but i carried my bible with me um at the coffee shop at the restaurant and i was reading my bible doing my bible study in that restaurant in that okay i hope there's no difference between restaurant and cafe (laughs) cafe shop whatever you call it but yeah it is a restaurant But I was reading my Bible on that table. And it was just so beautiful. Because in so many countries, you're not at liberty to do that. So 
it's just something that I'm challenging you to do as well. Carry your Bible. And when I go to church, I don't put my Bible in my purse. I hold it in my hands proudly and I walk around with it. I just think it's so cool and amazing. So I'm sure by now you've opened your Bibles. Um, and yeah, let's go ahead and read. So John 15 verse 1 to 17 reads, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Any branch in me that does not bear fruit, that stops bearing, he cuts away, he trims off and takes away. And he cleanses and repeatedly prunes every branch that continues to bear fruit to make it bear more and richer and more excellent fruit. You are cleansed and pruned already because of the word which I have given you, the teachings I have discussed with you. Dwell in me and I will dwell in you. Live in me and I will live in you. Just as no branch can be a fruit of itself without abiding in the vine that's being vitally united to the vine. Neither can you be a fruit unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever lives in me, I in him, and I in him, bears much abundant fruit. However, apart from me, you can do nothing. That means cut off from vital union with me. Verse 6. If a person does not dwell in me, he is thrown out like a broken off branch and withers. Such branches are gathered up and thrown into the fire and they are burned. If you live in me, abide vitally united to me and my words remain in you and continue to live in your hearts, Ask whatever you will, and it shall be done. When you bear that is produce much fruit, my Father is honored and glorified. And you show and prove yourselves to be true followers of mine. I have loved you just as the Father has loved me. Abide in me. Abide in my love, continue in his love with me. If you keep my commandments, if you continue to obey my instructions, come on now, you will abide in my love and live on in it as I have obeyed my father's commandments and I live in his I have told you these things, that my joy and delight may be in you, and that your joy and gladness may be of full measure and complete and overflowing. This is my commandment, that you love one another, just as I have loved you. No one has greater love 
no one has shown stronger affection than to lay down to give up his own life for his friends you are my friends if you keep on doing the things which i command you to do i do not call you servants or slaves any longer for my servant for the servant does not know what the master is doing working on but i have called you my friends because i have made known to you everything that i have heard from my father i have revealed to you everything that i have learned from him you have not chosen me but i have chosen you and i have appointed you i have planted you that you might go and bear fruit and keep on bearing and that your fruit may be lasting that it may remain abide so that whatever you ask the father in my name as presenting all that i am he may give it to you verse 17 this is my command this is what i command you that you love one another oh there's a lot here there's a lot to unpack here but what i see mainly is the emphasis on you abiding in the lord on us abiding in the lord and him abiding in us what does that entail it entails a relationship and i i googled the word abide so many times because i wanted to understand what this means but honestly i could not get um any definition that that helped me to comprehend this context or to even understand because sometimes we might understand the word from a physical point of view but not a spiritual point of view but when the lord is saying that abide in me and i in you it means that we must have a relationship with him and having a relationship with him is by acts of righteousness is through acts of righteousness and one of them that he mentioned here countless times is love to love each other as he has loved us and another act of righteousness is keeping his word studying the word of god and in verse 7 he says that if my words remain in you and continue to live in your heart so that means that you must have the word of god in your heart and that is what studying the word of god entails that is the result of studying the word of god and meditating on it the word of god becomes part of you it is engrafted in your spirit so it abides in you and the word of god in you is jesus christ in you 
because there is no way because maybe you might not understand what it means for Jesus Christ to live in you it means having his word in you the words of his promises the words of his life his word his commandments having them engrafted and inscripted in your heart having them in your spirit not just in your mind not memorizing scriptures not just reciting them not just saying i am affirmations and confessions but knowing the word of god and knowing it allowing it to abide in your heart is when you live it you you don't need to sweat to act on the word of god because now it is in your heart that is what it means for the lord to abide in you and as we said earlier you abiding in him is through prayer through worship and that relationship is what he's talking about here and verse 1 verse 2 actually is really interesting for me but let's start from verse 1 where he talks about the true vine i remember my pastor saying that when the lord said i am the true vine means that there are other vines that are false and these days in our generation we have so many um options there's so many religions and some of the religions that are now available like they they're coming in this form of like a movement or um self worship for example new age new age is hiding behind you know self empowerment is hiding behind um positivity mental health but it's a religion and it's a vine it's a false vine witchcraft religion culture all those are false vines but the lord is telling us that i am the true vine and my father is a vine dresser that's just amazing and verse 2 is what i really want us to talk about in preparing for eternal life in the amplified it says that any branch in me that does not be a fruit and it says that stops bearing So he's not just talking about a branch that does not bear fruit. He's talking about a branch that used to be a fruit and stopped. And this branch being talked about is a Christian, Christians who stopped loving others, who stopped fellowshipping with God, who stopped praying, who stopped studying the word of God, who stopped preaching the word of God, who backslid These are the branches being spoken about that they stopped bearing fruits fruits of the holy spirit they're no longer patient they're no longer forgiving they're no longer loving and the lord is telling us that 
these branches will be cut away. And later in the scripture, we'll see that their end is disaster. And I hear so many people saying that, you know, once saved, always saved. That's not true. When you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you need to maintain and work your salvation because you might lose it. You cannot expect to make to heaven. You cannot expect to rapture. You cannot expect to meet Jesus if you do not exhibit and if you do not leave or produce the fruits of the Holy Spirit or the acts of righteousness, even though you say the salvation prayer, even though you speak in tongues. You will not make it because you're not living according to the standard of the word of God. And I say this in in a previous podcast, or was it a video that I posted on, on our IG page that being born again, saying the salvation prayer is not the end. You need to know what Jesus Christ expects of you as a Christian because you being a Christian, you're saying that Jesus Christ is your Lord. You're entering his kingdom and every kingdom and every country rather has um, set rules and regulations and you have to follow those regulations. Otherwise, you might be deported or you might end up in prison. So you need to understand what is expected of you by Christ who is the Lord and King of this kingdom. Because if you do not live according to his standards, you'll be cut off. You'll stop bearing fruit. You'll become a branch that has withered away. You'll become a branch that has stopped bearing fruit. But I am so sure that most of you are the second type of branch. Come on now. That he repeatedly prunes and cleanses, cleanses so that you bear more fruit. I know that this is not your category. And this branch is also another group of Christians who bear fruit. But how do they bear fruit? They are cleansed continually. They are pruned repeatedly. And that pruning, I would interpret it as persecution because let me tell you something. The Christian walk is not um, a vacation to Maldives or Torah Phil, Tower Eiffel, Eiffel Tower. It's not that, it's not a vacation to Finland. I would like to go there. It's not a cup of popcorn latte that I had on Sunday. It was so delish. I would totally have it again. But it's not that a Christian walk is work. It's not, well, Jesus died for me. Okay, I'm happy. I'm going to make it to heaven. No. You have to work your own salvation. You have to work it. You have to work your salvation. And many times your faith is tested because one thing about faith is that faith is not just there for you to produce results. 
for you to grow in faith, it must be tested. And the reason why you are facing persecution in your Christian walk, the reason why you are being doubted when you preach the word of God, the reason why it seemed like your life is harder now than when you were not born again is because of this that the lord is cleansing you and repeatedly pruning you so that you what you bear much more fruit because in that process those acts of righteousness are being refined your love is being refined your patience is being refined your heart is being refined so that when people look at you they glorify god because there are other people that when you look at you're just like wow he can forgive that he can be patient with that and when you see that you give glory to god so this this is it guys girls <laughs> this is it this is how we prepare for his coming by dwelling in him and him dwelling in us through his word so just a recap of this because i know it was it was a lot to unpack here but we say that for you to prepare for his coming you need to abide in him and this passage of scripture is telling us that to abide in him and him abiding in us is to dwell in him and to live in him and we do that through having a relationship with him and when the word of god says us dwelling in him is through prayer the secret place is through prayer through worship and when it says that him dwelling in us is through his word so the action points that you need to take note of from this is that you need to invest in prayer invest in the word of god invest in worship and most importantly invest in community you you cannot be a christian if you don't go to church you might have experienced church hurt you might have you know had terrible experiences in the church but you need to go to church this so that you fellowship with other brethren and the word of god told us that do not forsake the gathering of the saints so you need to go to church and have community that you may dwell in his presence let us pray Father in the name of Jesus Christ thank you Lord for this wonderful time to receive your word thank you Father for reminding us that you are coming and for giving us knowledge and wisdom on how to prepare for your coming Lord Father I pray for my sister who's listening this moment that may she dwell in you and that you dwell in her May she be a branch that you cleanse and repeatedly prune 
that she may bear much more fruit that is more excellent, Lord. From today, give her a hunger of fellowship. Give her a hunger for prayer. Give her a hunger to know you more. And Father, I make a declaration for revival in her heart and in her family. And I declare that she will not miss you. She will not miss the rapture. She will not miss heaven. But that from today, she will consciously prepare for your coming. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We cannot wait to meet you. And we cannot wait to spend the rest of eternity worshiping you and being with you, Lord. Father, we love you. We honor you. We glorify your holy name. You are King and you are Lord. We love you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I love you. Jesus loves you. And see you in my next podcast. Thank you.